We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Welcome to Group Therapy. I suppose it's been a while since we've had to do one of these. Game five against the... The uh, the Suns there when we went down three to two. Um, this is Kirk Henderson, editor in chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. Sorry, I'm running a little late, which I would like for you to go read and tell me where I'm wrong. And then uh, we'll talk about this game, kind of hash out some of the problems. I mean, for me, it was pretty straightforward where it became kind of a, a battle uh, in quicksand where the Mavericks failed to capitalize in the first quarter on really good looks from three-point range and then the Suns def or I'm sorry the Warriors defense slowly slowly tightened the vice around Luka and no one else uh, could really come through offensively until it was uh, way too late and then the Mavericks defense kind of fell apart as a direct result of you know just the offensive energy being non-existent the Warriors played a really really good basketball game start to finish um, and I think this is one the Mavericks are going to be kicking themselves for because they left a lot on the table early, and it uh, really gave the opening for the Warriors. They allowed Steph Curry to get going. They allowed Clay Thompson to get going, who had been struggling. Um, just really sloppy, really sloppy um, from everybody. So let's get right into it, and we'll uh, talk to some folks here. Um, coming up first is my buddy Sonic. Sonic, I'm glad you got your uh, – kinks worked out and you're able to talk in the chat again because you were he and i've been exchanging some messages he wasn't able to join what's going on hit the unmute button yes sir what's up yep so i i actually don't feel too bad about this loss i mean it sucks uh you're totally right we missed so many open threes um but uh, after after that amazing game seven, maybe maybe we were due for one. The things that the first thought I had after the game was over was I wonder if the kind of team identity, at least in the playoffs with with Kid, is what if we're more of a counter punching kind of team? Like we go in with a pretty basic strategy without um, without with just like scouting reports from other teams, and we we just don't have the specifics dialed in until after we've played them once and we can really make the actual adjustments that we need to make. And the, the plan we come in with initially is just the thing everybody has already seen. So I'm not necessarily worried that, uh, well, that it's going to be a, a big deal later. Yeah. So. I mean, the, the challenges that I see at the moment are depending on which side of the ball you want to talk about defensively the Mavericks have not like nobody else plays like the Warriors. Like that's right, kind of right. got to get that, you know, they did attack Luca a little bit and pick and rolls, but their motion offense and the way you know, like Dorian gave up a 
dunk in the fourth quarter to Draymond Green cutting along the baseline, and neither neither the um, the Jazz nor the Suns do anything like that. Like just right. a lot of the off ball movement and like Dorian in particular, I was a little was really frustrated with him because right. he looked like a guy who had never played defense before. Like they <laughs> just exposed him, and you know that that's that's the sort of stuff to where it's like, can you fix that with scheme adjustments? Can right. you get used to playing? And, and so it's like, I don't have a, I understand what you mean to where it's like, this team really does do a good job of responding when they get yes. hit in the mouth like this, but it's, it's, are, are, are they able to respond in a way that's even conducive with kind of their, the, you know, the same concerns we've had all year about lineup and roster and that sort of thing. Well, I mean, they just went from a team with the jazz that was like primarily a three point offensive team to uh, a primarily like two point offensive team with the Suns. I mean, that was a pretty drastic shift in overall style. And this is just another drastic shift in style that they are going to need some time to adjust to. Brian in the, Brian in the chat says, I think they were, they were shocked by the pace and I could not, I could not agree more where Luca was just kind of, you could see he was kind of, I don't know, gassed is not the right word, but there was just kind yeah. of a, like, he, he gets all pink faced when he gets flustered. Like that's something Hawks <laughs> fans pointed out to me years ago. And I always see it now. And he looked really flustered in in the first quarter and there wasn't, um, and I, I don't know, it's like fl- flustered with his teammates because I thought the process was really good. Like the sheer number of open threes the Mavericks missed in the first quarter was hilarious. Like yeah. I, they, they took 15 of them and I'm going to go look tomorrow, but I would be willing to guess at least eight where no one was within six feet of the, the, the defender. Yep. So well, I'll say two more things real quick. And I love people talk. I am definitely encouraged by Spencer Dinwiddie's um, resurgence. I think I was always thinking that the, the size and the, and having a predominant center was the big struggle he had in the last two series. And he was aggressive and, you know, hopefully that continues with the Warriors. Um, and Brunson also, like, it seemed like both of them had flashes where they, you know, we kind of saw a path where they could be effective. It's really like the big question is they focused so much on Luka. Um, some of those possessions where they were defending him, like, three and four people, not just, like, surrounding him like you see in a lot of film, but, like, <laughs> like, like crowding him to the point where he's gotten no air. And, yeah, well... Um, that's what I mean by kind of like the vice grip, because yes, if, yes. if you're going to be missing, if they're missing these open shots and then Lucas started to press more in the second half, like the opening three possessions where he got stripped twice, where, yeah. you know, Wiggins is riding his hip playing, you know, good physical defense. He's met at the rim by Looney, who's just, well, it's not even the rim. It's kind of like the 10 foot area. And then one possession, Draymond comes from the, from the opposite, not the weak side, but just basically the, his left hand side and just takes the ball from him. And right. it, a lot of that came because the Warriors were like, okay, we're just not going to defend their three point shooters. Like they're not hitting. Mm-hmm. Like they were 11 of 48. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that actually is the next point. Maybe it was just the, they recognized early that three point shooting wasn't going down, but I kept hearing Warriors uh, fans and commentators say like, this is such a good perimeter guarding team that we wouldn't be able to get uncontested shots. And man, there was so many wide open, like I'm there not were so sure. many uncontested shots. They just didn't go. But I mean, that's I know. Like, we've yeah. seen the, we've seen the Mavericks do that too, though, to other teams, like against the Jazz. Yeah. It's like you, you pressure people early and then everybody, you know, and I said, this is kind of inappropriate, but you know, I am inappropriate. It was like, everybody's assholes tightened up late. And it was yeah. pretty evident. Like so Spencer Dinwiddie, like the only like the only real, like in terms of like a player by player thing is Spencer did when he no longer looks terrified. Like I was so tired yeah. of seeing him look like scared, like he was the previous two series, like yeah. unwilling to attack. So at least that's something. Yeah. And I would say each of the first games that they've played, there's been a, like a nervous energy or just like, they're not, the Mavs are not looking normal. And with the exception of them, Woody, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, well, I'll, let, I'll get off and let other people talk, but thanks Kirk. Yep, yep. Glad we got the audio issues figured out. Um, we're gonna go to Sam next. Hey, Sam, what's up? What's going on, Kirk? How you doing? I am pretty good. You know, I want to actually. You know what, Luca? There's a guy, Luca the Goat, in the chat asked me a question. I'm gonna circle back to. But go ahead. Um, what what you got for us tonight? Well, uh, I'll, I'll make mine quick, really, because I don't have too much to say. I mean, it, it's one of those games. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you get beat by two, if you get beat by fifty. I mean, it only counts as one game. I'll just say that. And, um, yeah, we were just – we were missing shots. And I think the thing they need to look at is in the second quarter, 
whenever they weren't hitting threes, they were aggressive attacking the basket, and they were able to cut the lead down, so I believe it was three. So I, I heard Jason Kidd say in his press conference they only attacked the basket like six times the whole game. Yeah, they only got six rim attempts. They did get – but the Mavericks are not a rim-pressuring team. They took 24 shots in that sort of – uh, what do you want to call it? I guess it's like three to 10 foot range. And that's where Luca and Brunson tend to make a lot of their money. Um, Luca hits these kind of bullshit push shots that make everybody mad. Brunson hits those like spinning, like post up shots. Like they, they look like low percentage shots, but both these guys hit them at a high rate. So, like the Mavericks actually got a pretty good number of shots there. It's, it's, I, I don't know. The, the live ball turnovers were real bad. Um, and then Luca was particularly just like sloppy with the ball. Uh, he lo- like there were turnovers where the Warriors forced turnovers, and then there was that one that got overturned late. I guess it was a fourth quarter challenge call after pool, or or someone got attack on the Warriors, and like the ball just like Luca just lost the ball. So like, what are we doing? There were yeah. there was some real like weird like and granted when the game's already out of hand at that point, so it's like what how much do you really take away from it? I, where it's it's you obviously like appreciate like the Warriors defense. That's not what I mean, but it's like the the some like the things that went bad for the Mavericks. It looked not entirely dissimilar to like the things that went bad for the Suns, where it's like everything just broke for them in Game Seven. So yeah, I mean you could you could tell in the third, especially when they went on that ten hour run at the beginning, that Luke was just pressing at that point, and he was just sure. he was trying to attack the basket, but they were playing good defense, so he started settling for a lot of threes, and they just weren't they just weren't falling. So, well, they got within two, and then um, Spencer picked up that technical foul, and like it was weird. Like this is where it's just maybe I need to go read the rule book more. He pulled a rip through on on Clay. Well, Clay has his hand on Spencer's chest, and I understand why they don't want to call it a shooting foul on Clay because it's not a shot. But I, you're not like. Hand checking is not a thing anymore. Like that's why Steve Nash and you know, to all these guards started to thrive in the mid two thousands because you're just literally not allowed to hand check people. And it was hand checking in the corner. But I mean, that's just one call. That's neither here nor there. But after that, after that, like the Warriors basically went on a nine. I think it was a nine two run, and then the game was not really close anymore. Yeah, so. was, yeah. Like I said, it's just they were they were there. They, they got it down to three or two, and then that happened, and then it's no. Yeah. And it just kind of it's well, it, and then the Mavericks missed all their damn free throws. So it's like you're you're getting to the free throw line, which they really started to, and then they missed seven of twenty one. It's like what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? It's one game. I'm willing to see what they're willing to do or what they're going to do. This is a whole different animal than Utah, especially in Phoenix. It's just a whole different offense, and you know, with Steph, if I mean, because he hit. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think he's been good this whole playoffs. He's had games or stretches here and there. Oh, but, he was yeah. shooting like 32% from three against against. Uh, Grant, it's only you know six game sample size, but he's not shot the ball particularly well. And that's where I was particularly frustrated by how things got out of hand. Where he some of the loose ball turnovers, where it's just like, okay, you're giving Steph and Clay free looks at the rim, and when guys like that see the ball go through, it changes the way they play. So. Oh, I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, well. We'll just worry about Friday, and then we'll, we'll go on from there. Sure. Well, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Talk soon. Have a good night. Da, da, da. Let's go to Drew. Hey, Drew. Drew, you there? Give Drew a second here. He muted himself, but maybe uh, we're switching apps and that sort of thing. Drew, try to um, try to come back up here. Let me try it one more time. You there? There it is. Yeah. I hit the button and then it disappeared and you said you couldn't hear me. Well, I've started to figure out what some of the bugs are with this, where, where it can't hear you. So anyways, I'm glad we got you up here. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, The only button I had was the green button to have to speak. So I kept pushing that and then it, I guess you did something and it came yeah. back. But uh, just a couple of things. I'm, I'm not as bothered. I, you know, the, the, uh, the Phoenix game where we just got blown, that pissed me off. I mean, I couldn't even, I couldn't even come in the room talking. I mean, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is just not, I mean, you know, you're going to have games like this and everything like that. It gives them a lot of film, a lot of stuff to work, look at and say, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that went wrong here that we did wrong that, that, that can be adjusted. You know what I'm mm. saying? Uh, and I'm glad you said that about the hand checking thing because I was wondering about that. Was did they change that rule? No, and I mean, it, like, and, it, it, and it wasn't the well, sort but, of thing. The game was well, really physical on both sides. Like it was a very no, physical game. But Wiggins, 
the whole time was putting his hand on Luca's back there. I mean, five feet from half court line and just set it on there. And the rest were like, you know, just letting him do that. And, and I just thought that you could not do that. Yeah, you know? You're not, but they, but I don't feel like it was called like one way like that, like the, the physicality with the hands in this game kind of went across the board. Um, some somewhat, but reaching is one thing, but literally sitting your hand on the guy's back and just sitting it there, not trying yeah. to move it at all. I mean, he literally did that for, I mean, for 20, I mean, not 20, but a good five, 10 seconds at a stretch, you know? Yes. It, that, that sort it, of stuff I never understand. But yeah. And it's like, ah, eh, you know. Yeah, gonna do? I mean, all it takes was just they call that one time and he, and he quits doing it. You know, that that's all it would have taken. And that's what I why I didn't understand they didn't do that. Sure. But, you know, a lot of it is they whisked all those open threes early, kind of disheartened them. You know, at some point, you know, maybe dawns on you. This ain't our night, you know. Sure. And then and then they let it get away from him in the third. Well, the, I mean, then was, kid <laughs> did the then kid did the, the classic Jason kid thing where it's like it's like a 34 point blowout and Luca's in the game. Like, are we just getting the guy extra cardio? What are we well, doing? Like, get him out of the fucking game, man. Yeah, but that's the one thing that pissed me off more than anything was he had a chance to to break that record, and I kind of wanted him to get that. Uh, he was oh. tied with four other guys. He was t- for a twenty-five point double, five straight twenty-five point double doubles in the playoffs before the age of uh, of, of twenty-four, and he was like Wilt Chamberlain was well. He was tied with like five other guys. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, he could have got, and if he would, I just wanted him to get the, I, I knew we were going to win the game. I just wanted him to get that 25 and 10 just so he could, he could get that six game, you know, but that, that didn't happen because I think he ended up with 20 and seven or something like that. Yeah, I but, remember this now. I just have kind of stopped paying attention because he yeah. just sort of, get, he, he plays enough minutes in the playoffs and he has like so much usage where it just sort of rolls in. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah he was, he really, um, Second half, there was ESPN throughout a stat where it was like he shot 16% on contested shots, which is his lowest percentage in the playoffs. And yeah, I mean, he, he sucked. There's no, and I'm sure he'll say the same thing. You know, oh, no yeah. Question about, it. but you know, I, you know, they've lost the first game of every series, you know, and yeah. then started to figure things out. And that's what, this is a long series. It's, you know, one yeah. game's not, you know, and they got blown out a few times with, with Phoenix and, you, you just you got to figure it out, and and I think this team is mature enough now. They've been through it that they're not going to let a one blowout just just you know tear them up. So one of the things that kills me, and I always try to parse this specifically because I really like Brunson's game, and I think I've I've done a 180 on him. I've come around. I want him to be a maverick, but I also need more efficiency from our second best player, and. I, I, I don't know if you've seen my stat yet that I've kind of been monitoring. Outside of game two in Utah where he single-handedly won the game for the Mavericks, he is now shooting 11 of 48 from three by himself in the playoffs. He's not mm-hmm. a good three-point shooter. Never he really is, though. Go check out his college stats. He, he shot yeah, 37. But the college, yeah, but the college, line, the college line is a foot and a half it, shorter. It is. It is. No, no, and, and, and I, I understand. And like I said, if you put Brunson – Three a, a foot or two inside the NBA line, he's dead eye. He's, but he he's shot forty percent on catch and shoot threes this year. Forty percent, and he is just not. Yeah, hitting. but and, he didn't shoot a lot of them. I think that was misleading. Well, I, but I that's watched, like you know. I, I, I can I can because small sample size does matter. But it's just he's not like one of the things that that um, Looney did a real good job of was basically giving him the three pointer, um, and. He wouldn't take it. He'd dribble in and he hit some shots. And it's just, you can't go six of 16 for 14 points. Just like Luca can't go six of 18 for 20. No. It's like, it's, but the, it's, it matches. The thing I think they're going to have to figure out for the future, too, and me, I correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't really play together. You know, it's basically Brunson over there playing ISO ball while, while, uh, you know, uh, uh, Luca takes the time off and sits in the corner and, you know, takes some time off and lets him do his thing. Or Luca does his thing and he, he, you know, he goes, shifts and passes or something like that. But they don't seem like they'll set a pick or roll or do, I mean, they don't seem to do a lot together. Am right. I wrong there? Not as much as I would like to see because it's like you put your best players in actions together and it forces more from the defense. Exactly. I think if Brunson's good, they're going to resign Brunson. He's going to stick around. They're going to have to learn, as you say, to play off each other more. And it's really, it's just your turn. Right now, it just seems like it's your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. 
kind of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But all right. Well, well let some people talk and uh, you know, they, I you know, uh, I needed to come in tonight just to get some of that off my chest. But sure thing, uh, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right, later. All right, bye. All right, coming up next, uh, Logan. Hey, Logan, what's going on? Logan. How's it going, Kirk? It's going. What do you got for us tonight? Man, that was, uh, that was honestly, that's kind of what I expected. I mean, I feel like we're all doing that and it may sound like we're coping, but like there's a bad history of teams after game sevens on the road, like in the game ones. Um, I mean, Boston kind of saw the same thing. Um, and I definitely think, I mean, as I was watching it, I was thinking it and then I started to see some like really smart people. Like, do you ever listen to Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue, like dunked on? Yeah. Yeah. He was saying like the semi transition where our defense can't just load up and just sit there and wait and be like, Oh, here's the next Devin Booker pet action. They do a million times. Like Mm. someone made that point. And then also someone just made it, you know, more simple and was like, Going from the methodical like pick and roll defense to the which you said some of the stuff earlier, but to just what the Warriors do, which is like I mean it's it's like it's like classical music versus the Grateful Freaking Dead. Like it's like you you have no idea what they I mean they they've got it to a point where they know what they're doing, but you don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Because it's just so free flowing, and I kind of expected it to be a little bit of a shock. I just didn't expect because the the missed shots. On offense, it is what it is. I think we'll make them next time. But on defense, I just think it's an entirely different ball game. And at least if we have, like, one strength now, it's defensive coaching and defensive intelligence. Like, that's, like, the thing I I believe in that more than I even believe because our offense can get stagnant and weird and we have all these questions, you know, that we were just – he was just talking about with Luca and JB and whatever. We've talked about a million times. But if I trust anything, it's, like, the defense will be intelligent eventually once it knows what the hell it's doing i just don't think they i i just don't think they were ready for that style of offense at all and i don't really think there's a great way for them to prepare for it other than playing against it right where i where i just where i grow frustrated is that there didn't seem you know and some of this is because the offense got off to such a rough start in the third quarter um, when, you know, Luke had two turnovers and then just the outside of the one miss made, made, um, dunk by, by Powell, the defense, you know, the defense never picked up. Like there was, there was just a parade line to the rim. I bet the, the rim looks, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I know points in the paint heavily favored the Warriors and that sort of stuff is, is, I don't know. I just guess you got to practice and play against it a little more and, and, and figure out some adjustments. The other thing, and I, I, I probably mentioned this already, but like Maxie's three fouls. Like yeah, I was up. just about to, as you were talking, I was thinking that because I mean, I don't know how much he would have helped with the parade, but it's like, it's better than Bertans and better than Powell. And then Finney Smith had to play five at one point and Dorian was just not in his bag tonight at all. Right. And it, yeah. And I mean, like, whatever you can say every team that we've played has like a couple dudes as good as Kleba. Like I'm not saying he's an all-star. We all know he's super underrated, but the point is like, we just have no choice to, to need him. Like there's not like, we have to have him. He makes, he kind of makes some things tick, you know what I mean? And, and to play Powell that much. And then I just don't think this is going to be the series for Bertans. I don't think he has the, the like twitchiness and the instinctualness too. Cause like I'm so, when Phoenix was running that kind of slow methodical thing, he at least knew where the ball was going, but to ask him to like react, it's like, I don't fucking trust Bertans more than I trust myself to react in those situations. You know what I mean? So yes. even when I was watching Josh green, I was like, it probably won't work, but this may be the only time in a playoff series you'll ever use him. Cause at least he's like intuitively running a track meet with some other dudes who like to do that. And it's like, that's probably all they can do literally at this point. But, um, yeah, but I don't feel, you know, like I feel like it's not, it doesn't feel worse than it did with the Suns. That's the only thing I can come back to. See, but, <laughs> see my, but my question is, is that just like, we've not played a clutch game in a month, it feels like. Like, what was the last clutch game? Was it was it the game five loss where where Rudy Gobert dunked like the game winning yeah, shot? That was it. 
And good gracious. I'm kind of scared, not that we aren't capable of it, just that we don't have reps against a team that has eight years of like championship. Like we're playing LeBron with two minutes left reps and we're going to be the ones who, you know, and I haven't worried too much about them having that much more experience. I mean, I have worried about it, but, but I think a clutch game would be where it'd be like, oh, damn, like, you know, and I just uh, want to see it for something different. Like these blowouts are like, I wrote a hell of a lot about this game because there was a lot of different stuff for me to write about. But like, I just kind of want a closer game for sheer like tension. Like if I'm going to stay up till two in the morning, I at least want to have something like interesting. Like that game, <laughs> right. that, that game was over four minutes into the, the, into the third quarter. Well, it's interesting that their series had quite a few too. And the, I, I would be really curious, maybe after the playoffs, someone will come out and write this article, someone who has some connections. But, like, I mean, it seems like Jason Kidd starts to see where it's going. And, and um, I mean, that one Memphis game when they beat him by, like, 50. I'm not saying teams are tanking when it seems like they're going to lose the game as much, no, as, much as it's is, like. There, there is a real strategic thing of saying, okay, well, now it's time to figure out what can work and what can't work and then really just kind of protect yourself for the next game. Right. I mean, and, and kid does do that. Like there was the pretty sure this happened. Suns game five where Brunson, that one, that was, yep. Yeah. Brunson demanded that they call like that, that he challenged this charge that Brunson tried to take. That was clearly like, or no Brunson, like Brunson committed the charge. And after that, all of a sudden the Suns were up. Cause like um, Booker hit like a running three pointer. And I was like, Oh, this game is over. And then they just they just let it go because like he doesn't call those timeouts when things are getting sideways. I mean I I I don't know. So you know it's it, it is just one game. It's just it's like when you when you play your third straight series and lose your third straight game one, it starts to be um, tense. And also <laughs> also with like the talent deficiency and stuff, you start to like as as great a job as Kid has done and and you know, as happy as we are with all this, just like as a team identity, that can't just be like a running thing. And it, and if you are the team that needs to counterpunch, needs to look at all these things, like, it's like, that's fine. If you keep pulling it off, whatever. But like the Warriors aren't going to, I mean, you know, sometimes you need to steal the game one. Well, the Warriors put and, a hell of a lot more pressure on the rims than both those other teams do. Like the Suns just sat there and took open 17 footers. And a lot of what the Warriors run you, know, you think of them as a three-point shooting team, and it's like, well, they're a motion shooting. They're a motion team where they get three-pointers out of the rim penetration. Right. Yeah. I no, I went to the uh, <clears throat> I went to the Warriors chat because you were like, whatever. I was waiting on yours, and they were saying it was by far the most physical the Warriors had played all playoffs. And I watched a lot of the Warriors games. I mean, it did seem like they were had a lot more of a sense of urgency, and they were saying like. I mean, I'm not going to downplay the Suns because we know how talented they are, but we sure. did kind of outmuscle them. And then the Warriors were playing a bunch of like angry children that were like trying to injure them. Like, it, I think there was like a, like just a whatever, like something there where they were like, I think Memphis just like, I, I don't think Memphis is better than us or even better than Phoenix. I just think that they were at a certain level of like force that I, we just kind of didn't seem. You know, and I, sure, I think we'll sure. match that. I don't really ever sure. doubt our ability to play with that pressure. So yeah, we'll see. Well, thank you for hanging out, Logan. We'll talk soon. All right. No problem. Talk to you soon. All right. Well, my man, VZ, who I'm pretty sure was in the chat. I was in with my buddies, Sam and Andy last night is attempting to call Luca White Harden. And he probably missed the first point of our conversation where, you know, in the first quarter, the Mavericks got. 15 three-pointers, and at least 10, 10 of them were wide-open looks. They just didn't hit any of them. They had three of, of 15. And after that, everybody's ass got tight, and Lucas started to try to do too much because the Warriors stopped respecting the shooting because there wasn't really any shooting to be respected. I mean, 11 of 48 from three is hilarious. So, no, he's not white-hardened. That's a boring complaint. Get out of here with that sort of stuff because otherwise you don't know what kind of basketball you're watching. Go back and watch the first quarter and watch the like watch the open threes they missed. As they missed those open threes, the Warriors' defense got increasingly uh, better on Luka because he tried to do too much. And the Mads weren't with, you know, everybody started missing shots. It was, it was, pretty, uh, it was pretty straightforward. I mean, it was a really good defensive game plan. So, Tyler, what's up? Oh, man, it was a pretty good day for the Luka haters between that game and his lunch beers. The lunch beers <laughs> thing is the funniest thing. Like, uh, the... 
Sam Sam Svendiari, who's a, who's the Light Years uh, blogger, or I'm sorry, podcaster. His tweet his tweet that he just like threw out there had three million impressions by mid afternoon. It made local news that somebody thought that he was actually out getting beers. Just a great great story. I've never felt more relatable to a superstar in my life, so I appreciate it going viral. Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it would have been much funnier had they, like, won and we would have been able to be like, hey, he's up, you know, having beers and hitting threes. Yeah, that would have been a pretty good storyline. But um, shout out to your guy, Josh, for the uh, the the uh, shot chart, 36 above the break for, uh, three-pointers. I mean, some of that's defense. Like, some of that's also Luca being like, I'm just going to haul up and hit it, like, try to drill a three. It was, ugh, God, it was some gross stuff. Uh, the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it felt like they were kind of forced into a, the shot profile that uh, the Warriors wanted them to have. They didn't really generate, like, a ton of corner threes like they wanted. They only got Well, they did in the off. first quarter. Like, I could, like, I love Reggie Bullock, but that man missed. He was three of 10 from three tonight. And he hit two in the second half after the game was done, I think. No, he hit, I guess he hit two in the first half. But he got, like, when him and Dorian get these open looks, they have to hit him. And it was, it was ugh, God, I just hated that sort of stuff. Yeah, that was, that was rough. But, you know, um, I don't really know what to think going forward. I know I'm not going to underestimate this team like I, could, I did last series. I'll happily eat crow over that. But. You know, it just depends on if they make their shots because I think they'll be able to get plenty of looks. It just depends on them knocking them down. I'm not sure because here's the thing that I saw in the third quarter. Like the third quarter and the first quarter, two very different beasts. So in the first quarter, Luca's getting to the rim. He had that one and one over um, over um, what's our, our our guy out of Kansas? Why is it Wiggins? And then in the se- in the third quarter. There's additional help and a guy a step or two closer in. That and and that's just the risk that the Warriors were taking. And Luca made the wrong choice like every time. Like I mean, it's six second half turnovers. Like that's a thing. Like I, I you know I fully expect him to clean some of that up. But the Warriors asked him to make much more difficult choices in the second half than they did in the first half. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And I have faith that Luca will recognize it because it's pretty rare that. Uh, He'll screw up on the same thing two games in a row, but I don't know. I don't expect Wiggins to put up 15 first half points in every game. Oh no! Like the Wiggins stuff for me, like a lot of the Wiggins problems in discussing him come with the fact that everybody knows he makes 40 million dollars a year. But if he makes 19 or 21, you're just like, oh, okay, this is a really good wing player because he's like he's not terrible. He's just paid too much. Like. Right. He's, he just gets he's a little number bench. one overall pick at one point. Like this is not a bad basketball player. It's a weird no, he's a weird I, basketball player. I feel like he gets a little bit inefficient at times whenever he's feeling himself. And you can see that a little bit in the sure. second half. He got a little shot happy. So Which it's like you at know, that point, who cares? Like they're already up by thirty, so you're you Exactly. In in a close game you that might be a little bit more consequential, but on a night like tonight when it's already over, like, yeah, get your shots up, man. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Every other day, we'll see. I feel like fatigue could play a factor, especially now that they've gone every other day for by the end of the series. Will be oh, going 100%. Out but the, the so. pace stuff really shook them because it's like it's one thing to be tired. It's another thing to be like, like to be like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the difference where it's like you're just shocked that something's happening that quickly where you're just tired in the moment as opposed to being like tired from playing basketball every other day. Like that was that was the rattled aspect in the first quarter of that where they seemed like genuinely surprised that the Warriors were running. That pissed me off. Like, what are we doing for two and a half days? Have you watched the Warriors play basketball? They turn the ball over a lot because they push and they make, you know, crazy ass decisions every now and again. But by and large, it works for them. Yeah, and the Mavs didn't force them into as many turnovers as they've been averaging in the playoffs. That I think they've been averaging like almost seventeen, and they only had eleven tonight. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm still optimistic. I still think we have the best player in the series, but yeah. I mean, I had a good time watching the first half. I had a good time watching the first half. It's just the second half. There was one, you know, and this is like these things where it's like if I've watched Steph Curry for enough now to where I no longer get mad at where it looks like he's about to fall out of bounds or do something crazy. And then he just stops on a dime and raises into just the beautiful jump shot and crushes it. It's like, God, this is so annoying. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he just does things that are just amazing sometimes. Yeah. But 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll see. I feel like they need to steal either game two or game five. Yep. We'll see. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Yeah, because we really get to play basketball again. You know, it's just like a relentlessness of basketball over and over again. (laughs) Tyron, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Kurt? Uh, You know. (sighs) Yeah, that was a rough one to watch, but uh, I'm still very optimistic about where the team is going. Um, Sorry, I'm over here battling COVID. Um, Game one for us throughout the whole entire playoff series has been about observation and adjustment. And I really hope that they uh, observe and adjust for next game because the things that we weren't doing were just blatantly obvious and our shots weren't falling. Shots aren't falling. You can't do anything about that. But the looks were there. Uh, We came out with, you know, awesome defense to begin with. Uh, The one thing that I did notice, though, towards like especially in the third quarter, we started hanging our heads down. We started, you know, fighting with each other and all that kind of stuff that cannot happen. And I've been saying this since, you know, Jim Carrey was our head coach a couple of years ago. We have got to get off the three ball and penetrate more. Uh, I'm not saying eliminate the three ball, the, the three ball at all, but come on, that's just textbook basketball. You always say basketball is not a complicated sport. If the three ball is not falling, drive. We have drivers. We have people that can cut and slash. If the game plan is not working, try something else. Kids really good at saying. We need to take fewer threes in a game, and then they continue to take a shit ton of threes. <laughs> like I feel like it's happened on sideline reporting repeatedly throughout the year because it's like they shot 15 in the first quarter, and then they shot 48 for the game. It's like they curbed it a little bit, but that's still crazy. It was ridiculous. It, it was it was kind of hard to watch, but again, it's game one. Uh, this whole playoff season has been like this for us. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not dining out quite just yet. I mean, we are playing one hell of a team. We didn't expect to be here at all to begin with. Let's be honest. So I'm just enjoying the ride. Go Mavs. Well, thanks for, uh, for checking in. I hope you feel better. We'll talk soon. All right. Okay. Um, Miguel just asked if my connection is a little bad. It's funny. I'm sitting within 10 feet of my modem, but I'm getting, like that weak signal thing every now and again. I also just pushed my uh, AirPods in. Um, sometimes that gets a little goofy. So thanks for letting me know. I always appreciate that. Uh, one question we get in the chat from uh, Luke the Goat. Why do you think Warriors fans get so upset when people say that Luke is better than Steph? Because here's the answer. Because when you're like, you're not comparing like players. Like you're playing, you're comparing like a, like a transcendent, like game breaking shooter who play is probably, you know, who's, his most underrated skill, in my opinion, is his ability to, like, relocate off of, you know, he, he moves without the ball so well. Like, the shooting is one thing, but then he's able to find open shots because he's, like, 6'2 and 180 pounds, like, versus a six foot seven, you know, tank that has the ball a ton. Like, you're not really comparing apples and oranges, you know? Like, it's it's not, it's not like, an, an even comparison, and it's kind of a stupid discussion, really. Where you know I I like watching both guys like I've 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 enjoyed Steph for you know since like Davidson when he looked 12 years old, you know and then same with Luca who has who you know has the ball ton. Um, I'm be interested to see what the Mavs do a little bit differently. Like I don't feel like he posted up at all. Uh, he tried a couple of times, but he would work into a post up from the wing versus the Mavs like getting him post ups in different situations. Um, I'm got a Kevin O'Connor uh, O'Connor um, video pulled up. They threw, like, in the first quarter alone, they threw zone, probably four different defenders, a box and one at one point. Like, they tried a lot of different stuff on him, and the Mavs got a lot of good looks out of it. It's just nobody hit. So I'm going to be curious to see, like, what changes in game two um, and and what, you know, I I like the way the game was called. I thought the physicality was a lot of fun. Um, and, and well, you know, I saw Luca miss a couple of shots. I normally thought he'd make. I also saw like, there was some hilarious shot making on the um, Warriors side. Like the game was already out of reach at this point, but Otto Porter made a 15 foot bank shot from the right side, which is just, if you're right-handed shooting bank shots from the right side is a weird angle. Um, all right. See if we got any more requests. Um, the very excellently named Gordon Bombay. Gordon, how you doing? You able to talk? Hit the unmute button. 
Maybe if it will um, let me bring you up here. No. All right. Does anybody else want to get uh, get some shots in? I don't know. I'm normally kind of grumpy after games, but like I wrote a lot about it. You should go check it out on Mavs Moneyball. Um, and we will see where things go because we don't get any break. We get a day off tomorrow and then the Mavericks play again. And we will see uh, what happens there. Gordon, are you able to hit the unmute button when it brings you up on stage? There we go. I am. What's happening? Hey, Kirk. Um, I'm feeling pretty discouraged. Um, sorry if you've already touched on some of these That's things. All right, go but, ahead. Um, so I'm I'm like 30 minutes late here. So again, sorry if you've touched on some of these things. But um, goodness, uh, yeah, feeling super discouraged after tonight. Um, you know, obviously we got, you know, we got pretty thrashed, um, against the Suns in the first couple of games, but it sort of, after those games, it kind of felt like you, you sort of understood what the Suns were trying to do and what, how we needed to respond. Um, and you know, you saw the, the doubling of Booker, the, you know, the picking up of Chris Paul, you know, full court, um, you know, going forward and, you know, that made a lot of sense, but you know, it's like, what did, did, did the Warriors have what, you know, seven guys in double figures, you know, tonight, yep. like what, what, what are the adjustments, you know, like if it's coming, if, 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 if what they're doing offensively, like if you can't actually, you know, sort of hone in on, on, on one or two or even three players that, that their offense is coming from, like, what like what are the adjustments that, that that the Mavericks make like in game two? I mean, outside of like if you are presented with open shots, hitting them earlier, um, yeah. that yeah, is right. is like solution one. Right. Um, I, it's not to take away from the Warrior defense because the Warrior defense got progressively better as the game wore on, and and there's yeah. there's a lot to be said for that. The secondary adjustment I think has to be Maxi Kleba stop doing stupid stuff. Um, the, the third adjustment has to be, and I don't know how long, like we keep wondering if Dwight Powell is ever not like Dwight Powell's just out there running around. Like this is, it's been two straight series of this so far where it's like a lot of Dwight Powell just running back and forth, not doing anything. Like he gave up three early boards to Kevon Looney, who is theoretically shorter than him. I just think he has a, I think uh, Looney has a bigger wingspan. Dwight's wingspan is exactly 6'11", which is his height. And I like Looney's 6'9", but I, his arms just feel like windmills at some point. Um, I, other, you know, other adjustments, I, I don't, you know, don't seem surprised that the Warriors are going to push. Like, it, there was just a lot of, like, like, kind of generalized confusion going on from the Mavs as opposed to, like, and it, it, it kind of comes down to playing better as opposed to playing differently. I mean, you get to the Western Conference Finals, you're playing a good basketball team. You have to minimize mistakes, and the Mavericks didn't do that tonight, and that compounded with, you know, a couple of guys playing just extra poorly and things, they got ran off the floor. Yeah, you can say that again. So, you got anything else for us? No, I don't think so. All right, well, thank you for joining. Appreciate it. He sounded like Gordon sounded very sad. Savas, what's up? One more time with that mute button. Hey, Kirk, how you doing? Welcome. I'm all right. Hey, um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say we haven't won a game one yet in the playoffs. So, I th- and Kid, I think he's very... You know how LeBron, at least this is what LeBron says, you know, that he uses the first game to kind of take everything in and analyze and, you know, see how he needs to, you know, attack the team and, you know, later in the series. And, you know, kid, you know, he was next to LeBron when he was with the Lakers. So I think that, you know, I think that he maybe learned that and maybe he's doing a little bit of that. At least I hope I'm being optimistic there. Um, and also, you know, we need our role players to hit threes. If they're not hitting their threes, if Dorian and Reggie aren't shooting above 40% from three, I think that, you know, we're not going to win. So we definitely need to get find a way to get our role players hitting because we're getting them the open shots, but they just can't seem to hit it. I don't know why they can't 
hit anything, it seems like, when they're on the road. But, <laughs> it's really bad. I mean, yeah. Dorian, Dorian's probably the one that vexes me the most just because he's he had become so reliable and he's just been out of sorts for a couple of games now. Um, Bullock, his stuff comes and goes. I mean, he was three of ten tonight, and you know, like I'm reading this. This is from this is from the post game. There's I don't know who asked the question, but the question was, what gives you the confidence you guys can bounce back from this? Do you feel like you were getting good looks tonight? Spencer Dinwiddie responds, I mean, you really just answered your own question, to be honest. I mean, we were 11 for 48 from three, and maybe eight of those are bad, right? So that means you get 40 good looks from three. You want to hit at least 15 or 16 of them. Five more threes, 15 more points. You know, during the course of the game, we were down 20, which puts you back in the game. And, like, I see both sides of this. So it's uh, – I don't know if our, our Warriors fan friend is still in the chat there where it's like if you're taking bad – if you're taking threes because the Warriors are forcing you to take threes, then that's not a good shot. If you're taking threes that come within the process of your offense and they're just not going down, that's a different thing. Whereas I felt like in the first quarter it was good process, and I feel like everything from the first quarter on was bad process. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, it's us, instead of it being, a, you know, a last-minute kind of last resort, you know, three-point shot, it's, you know, we're playing to actually get that shot, you know? So, yeah, I know I know what you're saying. Um, but also rebounding, Kevon Looney is killing us. Um, you know, he looked like Dwight Howard out there for a little bit. Yep. Um, he made some great passes. Like his box score stays like plus fifteen. He had five points, five boards, four assists. You know, if you're getting you're getting crushed by their like if the center has four assists, the Warriors. You know, I, I understand they play kind of egalitarian basketball there, but if if that dude's making like the right read and plays, I mean, you're just getting torched. I mean, he yeah. hit a long seventeen footer, a dribbling, and that was when I was like, okay, this you know we're just we might need to pack this one up. Yeah, right then is where I was like, okay, I'm done watching this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, you know, the Warriors are a really fast-paced team, and the Mavs are the slowest in the league. And I think that maybe whoever wins the pace, like whoever, you know, if it's more of a slow game, then it's more it's going to be a Mavs win. If it's a fast-paced game, I think it's going to be a Warriors game. I think that's kind of how it's going to tilt. Uh, if that makes sense. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, you're still guaranteed at least three more games. I'm, we're going to see some different looks. We're going to see some things go the Mavericks way that didn't go tonight. The Warriors got to a lot of 50-50 balls, offensive rebounds, that sort of stuff that, you know, a couple things bounce differently. Maybe the game's closer in a different element. Maybe the Mavs hit some damn free throws and, and you know, things are things are different. Yeah, yeah, the missing all those free throws. That was another sign where I was like, yeah, this is just not going to be our night. Yeah, yeah. Well, Gio in the chat just said Mavs made three more threes in Golden State. I think the paint point stuff is a bigger problem. Um, I I think defensively, and that's where I, I, I tend to agree that it's a bigger problem because I'm not sure how the Mavericks fix, like, the parade into the paint because a lot of what they were doing, it, it's – they were making all the wrong – choices like there was a play right out of halftime that the Warriors ran that I'm trying to think how to describe it but it's like they the the they they blitz step then there's a pass to the roll man down the middle and Draymond and Draymond found a cutter from the baseline and the ball moves faster than you like that's the principle it's like why a lot of Mavs fans want to see some more ball movement from instead of Luka dribbling all the time and it's just it's tough to defend if you don't defend that stuff regularly. And they just got done with two series where they didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I know what play you're talking about. The, I they think blew the layup. Play. Like, the Warriors blew the layup, but it was like, a, oh, God. Like, this is tough. Yeah. Yeah, and also, maybe they were just nervous in this game. You know, no one on our team has been to the conference finals except for Bertans, and I don't think he's... <laughs> I don't think he's the one leading the charge for the team. So so hopefully they were also just a little nervous. Hopefully next game they shake it off and they're able to play well. That's a good that's a I didn't know that about Bertans. Thanks for sharing that. That's a good data point. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well thanks for joining us. All right. All right. Thanks, Kurt. All right, talk soon.
All right, I think we had one more speaker. Ben, Ben, how are you? Welcome. Ben, is he going to let you talk? All right. Um, okay, guys, it's been fun insofar as it can be fun when you lose a game by 30 points. But, you know, I always feel better after hanging out with y'all, um, even when <coughs> Warriors fans want to, you know, I don't know. I enjoy when people that are like want to come in here and like debate stuff. Like it's it's fun to talk with other fans as long as people can kind of agree to to if we agree to disagree on certain points and move along. I just some of the stuff where it's like Lucas White Harden, I'm just like guys, like we can't. Like we, I watched like I watched the Rockets forever. I watched Luca forever. It's intentionality of play. Like I'll probably be able to find some second spectrum spectrum data tomorrow and find that like. People off of Lucas passes shot below 30%, uh, you know, made below 30% of the shots he gave him. It's just this data that's out there. All right, guys, this has been fun. Y'all are great. Um, if you ever want to listen, you know, the Warriors guys do a post-game show. They hop on almost immediately after the game. I just have some editorial stuff I got to do. But Light Years guys, uh, Samus Fendiari and Andy Lou, they run a fun show. Um, I think VZ can point to that. And we will see you guys probably, I don't know, when do they play? They play Friday night. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely talk Friday. Um, All right, you guys have fun and have a better uh, end to your week. We'll talk soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.